Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. Today I'm talking to you about how to work smarter. It's so difficult right now as we go into the darker days and lack of daylight that we can get even more stressed and even more overwhelmed and it's much more difficult than it is even in the summer months to be able to work smarter. So I'm talking to you today with top tips that I've been sharing with lots of people recently about being able to focus better so that you can get more done without the long hours or the feeling of pressure. And I'm going to share without getting too geeky or complicated about easy ways that your brain works so that you can be just as productive and focused in these times. Welcome to the Lessons for Leaders podcast. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business and life without the stress, doubt and overwhelm. So I help you to increase your performance, to be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host. I'm a leadership coach and workplace trainer helping you and your workforce to increase performance and make the impact that you want in the world. Now, if you've not done this before, please do find the little subscribe button on your podcast app and ensure that you never miss another episode. Importantly, too, please leave a review. It helps the podcast platform to know what's popular and to be able to share it with other people. So thank you if you've already done that. If not, go over and get it done now. As I've said, as well as the wellbeing workshops, I work with uh, leaders and individuals on a one-to-one basis to provide coaching to help them elevate their performance and enhance their wellbeing, which is why I'm really passionate about Men's Health Month as well. Now, Steve is a managing director and he said, I really value that I now have the techniques to manage the stress levels and the ability to let go of emotional baggage. He said, I feel calmer, more in control of many situations in my life and able to manage work and life more resiliently. So if you want to elevate your performance, improve your leadership skills, then get in touch with me. Alternatively, if you want to be able to adopt a culture in your workplace that enhances well-being and promotes development, personal and professional, that will help you to retain talent, enhance performance and even increase your competitive advantage, then do get in touch with me and let's book a call to talk about how I can help you do that. So welcome back listeners. As I said, I'm going to talk to you today about my top tips for working smarter. It can be, without starting in the doom and gloom, um, it can be a difficult time of year as the dark nights are here, the colder weather's coming in before we sort of got used to it. And it's a prime time for people feeling the burnout, the pressure. We've got Christmas coming up and all the extras and things going on. So, 
I'm also going to be talking a little bit about how we can better manage our brain to improve the quality of our work experience and that general sense of well-being. So we're going to start with routines. People that listen to me frequently will know that I bang on about this and my stock phrase, I suppose, is routines are not just for children. Routines mean that we know what to expect and we have less things to think about. And so apparently, because I'm full of useful or useless, whichever way you want to look at it, bits of information and snippets. Apparently, Barack Obama used to only wear blue or black suits so that his morning routine of what to wear was not a problem, a worry or a stressor. So it removed one thing that he needed to think about. And it left his brain free to work on the more important things. Well, I think he had one or two more important things, didn't he? But, you know, if it worked for him, it can work for you too. It doesn't necessarily mean you only have to wear a blue or black suit. But putting in routines where you have less things to think about can be really helpful. That certainty that's there, that a routine provides, can also help us to manage whatever uncertainty life can throw at us so we can cope then with unpredictable periods of time with the differences that we might get in our day-to-day lives maybe you know god even just opening your inbox what's going to be in there um but other things can feel more doable when we have that bit of structure in place Now, it doesn't mean that there's no fun or no spontaneity, but it does free up thinking space in your brain. Because trying to figure everything out, to make decisions and to remember things can be really stressful. So if we're filling up our brain with everything on our to-do list, including what we're wearing today and what we're having for breakfast and even the what we're having for tea, I know that's a big stressor for loads of people. Like, what are we feeding everybody in the family today? But it can be incredibly overwhelming and it's the things that we don't need to be doing. So when we have a routine, a lot of the things that we do in day-to-day times, we don't actually have to think about anymore. So it's less effort on our brain. So developing that routine can help us to feel more in control and then everything that that creates, it kind of like, gives it space really for more important stuff so routines can aid our mental health it can help us cope with change it helps us form healthy habits because we're doing similar or the same things every day so again we don't have to think about it so it might be going for that lunchtime walk you know it might be something else that gives yourself that brain break it puts in some of those well-being aspects that reduce the stress levels And your routine, though, doesn't have to be the same every day or the same as everybody else's. It doesn't have to be a nine to five working day as long as it works for you. That's what counts. So when we create a routine, it allows us to build a time in for the important things, which can also include rest and relaxation and having fun. Now, it doesn't have to be perfect. And there are always going to be days when something overruns, you know, or there's a uh, traffic problem on your journey, you know, or transport problem. 
or a some job seems to take three times as long as we expected it to take or someone pops in or calls unexpectedly. But structuring our time to include that downtime and the feel-good stuff increases the likelihood that we'll manage to have that time on most days. And I say most, not every single day. And we will all get value from different things. So some of us might, it might be about reading with the kids at bedtime. Others, it might be about, I don't know, time to play with the dogs. That's me. Um, You know, or go for a walk with them. It might be enjoying sitting and reading, which quite honestly I did when I went away for a week and read three whole books. I'm so proud of myself. It's like my biggest achievement this year. Three books in a week. Um, But it might be time for reading. For many of us, it will be something else entirely. And that's why our daily routines are individual to us. But when we put the routine in there, daily or weekly, it might vary, it might be Monday we do this, not every single day we do this. They can be really helpful. It gives us less to think about, but it also helps us to make things happen. So we are working smarter, we're looking after our well-being. And we find it feels easier to achieve as well. The next thing is about prioritising. I talk to people about prioritising an awful lot. So prioritising things, you know, like your to-do list is regarded as one of the most energy consuming activities for the brain. So instead, use a different way to set priorities. Look at the things that you have to do in your day and look at what's urgent, what's important and what's nice to do. And maybe even have what's easy. Because if you've got stuff on there that's easy, then it's going to mean less brain power. So remember that I've just said about needing brain effort and and sort of brain ease. That's where the easy tasks come in and you get stuff done. And then prioritising... Prioritising not having the dog bark at the bird in the garden whilst you're trying to do a podcast recording would be a great thing to do. But I'm just going to leave her in, chuntering away in the background. Um, But figuring out your daily activities, the ones particularly that require the most energy, and then try and tackle those first. I always say to people, it's not strictly true, but think about your brain like a rechargeable battery. So when you've had a good night's sleep... And you, mostly people are feeling fresh in the morning. There are people that don't function really well in the morning and function much better in an afternoon or evening. So do think about that within your working smarter plan. But um, you may have heard of the book Eat That Frog. So do the biggest or most difficult task first. When you're thinking about your brain being that rechargeable battery, if you do... All the little things that clear space for that big thing, you're essentially using up the brain energy. And either you never quite get to that big thing or when you do get to it, you're absolutely shattered and you can't focus very well and it all seems much harder anyway. So do the biggest or the hardest thing or the most disliked thing or the most important thing or the one that brings you in money or whatever it is. Whatever is in that urgent and important level, choose what works for you 
So whenever you're dealing with a demanding activity, make sure your mind is alert because these demanding activities can be tackled at the time when you've got the optimum attention in your brain. And then after I've said, you know, put your brain to work, take brain breaks. So make sure you take a break It's the best and greatest way to boost your mental energy. Breaks are often overlooked, but they're super essential. So if we want to increase the quality of our work and avoid burnout, we need to make sure that we take breaks. Now, often I say to people, oh, for goodness sake, Emma, I've got so much to do. How have I got time to take a break? Well, brain breaks also mean that we're reducing the distractions. And if you're... Um, distracted by notifications and emails and pings and of course social media, then switch it all off. Use that technology to work for you and give your brain a break in that way so that you're not getting all these messages from all these different ways and all this different stimulus. Use your do not disturb or your airplane mode on your phone or your out of office because being available and always on is counterproductive. So make sure that you take breaks so that you come back feeling more focused, you're feeling more refreshed. You know, you've maybe had a little walk or a cup of tea or your lunch and then you're coming back feeling like you've got the ability to focus and get stuff done instead of being a bit all over the place and distracted or having to think about things and work harder to do some of the basic things. The final thing is I'm going to bust a myth here and you might not like it, but please keep listening. (laughs) Multitasking is a myth. So switching from task to task and resetting all of the time. So you turn your brain away, you know, and then you come back to what it is that you attention, you've got your attention on and then you maybe you look away again at what was that ping, what was that email and then you come back to say the report that you're writing or the projects that you're working on. And if you're doing lots of these little multitasking things and you catch yourself doing multiple things simultaneously, slow down, reduce the distractions and put your focus on completing one task at a time before moving on to the next one. And I know it can sound counterintuitive again to go slower, but try it. It's about allowing your brain to do one thing. Now, loads of people will say, but Emma, we multitask anyway, you know, because like we walk and talk or we we breathe and think. Well, of course we do, but that's your body working on that sort of subconscious level. When it's all in the conscious level of, oh God, what's that email? And oh, I must remember to ring so-and-so and I need to do that. And you're flitting about all over the place, then you are not focused. If you are forced to multitask, Try and match up an activity that requires some deep thinking with then with a simple one that comes to you naturally and easily and automatically. So then you go from this brain effort to brain ease. And if you have to keep flicking about, rather than, remember I said, as the brain like a rechargeable battery, that you're not doing loads and loads of little busy things that are just going to kind of drain your energy. 
Now, we can all feel quite puzzled when confronted with complex tasks. And one of the main reasons is that we're trying to take in too many elements into consideration. And this creates in our brain an overall sense of confusion. So if you kind of do slow down, do less, you're focusing on one to two points at a time so that you're doing your brain a huge favour. So if you group or divide information into chunks of similar items, this is something that your brain can and will like to do naturally. But the good thing is by doing it, you're also training your brain to create better pattern recognition abilities. And when we've got pattern recognition, it's easier for your brain to pick out things that are similar, the similar patterns and group them together so that you chunk things up. We can genuinely only think of three to four things at a time. Therefore, that's when I mean the multitasking is a bit of a myth. It's not an effective way to work. So prioritising becomes a fundamental element for your effectiveness. So as daft as it sounds, do less to focus on more things. Chunk tasks and prioritise and get routines that work for you so that you can work at your best and take or create brain breaks so that you can refresh and come back to your tasks and activities in a really focused way. So I really hope that that's given you some things you can implement into your day that will increase your performance, enable you to work smarter without feeling really shattered and being at the risk of burnout. As ever, if you've got any questions, do please get in touch with me at emma at emmalankton.com or bob over to my website and see the different ways that I can help you there. Please don't forget to share this. Tag me on social media if you've shared it with your key takeaways. And then I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye for now.